morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock. And I am your host this Wednesday, last Wednesday, next Wednesday, and every Wednesday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. You know, we are closer to May than we are March. And for some reason, my winter coat is still out and about in my apartment, not ready to go into its closet. Makes for a fun time. Makes for a a moody group on the subway. Makes for people wishing they lived down south. Hoorah! Down south. Represent, you know? Oh, boy. I'm now looking at my weather app, and uh, all right, tomorrow might rain a bit. But 60s, I guess. Started next week, a little sunny. That'll be nicer for everyone here. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a sports fan. You know that, and I usually save my sports stuff for uh, that sports show I host on Mondays. But uh, a friend of mine told me he had tickets to the Yankee game on uh, what was it? He, he was on the subway with me on Tuesday, and he said he had tickets to the game last night. And I said, "Are you crazy?" I said, "How much you spend?" He said, four bucks." I said, "Okay, fair, but still, are you crazy? You're gonna go sit in a stadium?" In low 40 degrees to watch a good baseball team, mind you. Good baseball team. But still, they're playing a terrible team. They're probably going to win. Come on. Just sit at home. Have hot chocolate in your temperature-regulated home. Crazy. And that's why baseball attendance is kind of down. But that's, again, for a totally different show that airs on Monday. You know, this, uh, this, this week I feel like, and really just, I guess, this morning it was such like a first world problem morning. And I feel like terrible complaining about that. Um, but here's what happened. I get out of the subway. And this has happened for the last week. And I don't know what's going on with my phone. I get out of the subway. And for some reason, I have no service. Like I get out at Delancey Street. And it says like, okay, my wife, uh, good Wi-Fi. Because I'm on that like MTA Wi-Fi, whatever it is. And then I start going out of the stairs and heading towards the bus. And I just don't have service. And, and I like, so I turn off my cellular data, turn on my, no service, no service. What happened this morning is I turn on, I, I turn off, I turn on, and it says I'm on AT&T. I've never had AT&T in my life. My phone's been Verizon for its whole lifespan. And it says AT&T, and I'm getting texts, and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Do I answer texts? I don't, why is AT&T? And I have a Verizon SIM card. Like, there's no reason at all. It should have been AT&T, and I didn't know what to do. So I kind of just chilled without my phone for 10 minutes. I, I know, again, such like a first world problem, whatever, but I was just so confused. And then I get to the studio and my my uh, my Twitter app is just deciding not to work. Everything else on my phone's working, not Twitter. My phone since then went to Verizon, but just like, what's going on? And then here's what trumps everything. I take out my Raisin Bran cereal. I pour in my cereal and milk. And I'm really happy with Raisin Bran lately because I feel like there's a, a lot of raisins in there. But still, even with the plethora of raisins, there's too much bran. I get towards the end and I'm left with bran. And I, I don't know how to fix that. Like, what do I do with the raisin? Like, I just, and then I just throw out the bran because there's just only so much bran my body can consume. I don't even know what bran's made out of. It's just branny. I don't know. I don't even know if that's like first world problems. That's like, I don't know what the word would be, but. It's just the stuff that like I look back at this morning, however young this morning is, and I'm just like, Woof. 
All right. Today is Yom Hazikaron. Tonight we shift over to Yom Hatzmo from sad to happy. And uh, with that, actually, Joanna Shepson has a great interview this week from Bonnie Holdsberg Rosenbaum. They did the interview at the Lone Soldier Center. So a very appropriate for this, for today and tomorrow, really. Um, so that'll come up at about 10 a.m. Eastern. And like I said, last week we, we did regular music. This week and for the next, I think, two weeks after that, we've got everyone's favorite acapella selections. Shoot me an email, yoniannachomsegel.com, if you have a selection that, that, I don't know, I never heard of, just didn't include. You know, I, I still do this playlist thing. Um, just with acapella, it's different because, admittedly, my acapella knowledge isn't up there with my regular Jewish music knowledge. Now, you'll probably hear a lot of Maccabees, Y Stud, 613, AK Pella, and other groups. Some newer stuff, probably a lot more older stuff. Kind of just threw it together. It's not as, you know, usually you're used to hearing the pump-up, the fast-paced music. Not that, I mean, there will be plenty this week, but, you know, you'll have some slower stuff, too. Uh, some Israeli theme music as well this week. Um, but if you do have any suggestions that I just prefer, I, it's very possible, I'd say even likely, that I've just never heard of the song before. Just shoot me an email, yoniannachomseal.com, or leave a comment. And, and if I can't get to it this week, I will hope to get to it next week or whatever it is. Uh, and usually we start things off here with Mahapecha Shal Simcha. I can't find a... a Acapella version of this song. So again, if you're able to find one for me, just shoot me that same email. Leave a comment. I, I was like Googling. I was like asking some of my Jewish music people that I know. I know a few. Couldn't find one, so uh, we'll just start things off differently. Hey, okay. That's Sphira. We have to change our mood during this time, so. Let's get over to the music. And again, Joanna Shepson's interview at 10 a.m. And uh, later on in the show, 1040, 1050, Miriam L. Wallach will join us. But for now, great music right here on Bite Size on the Nahum Siegel Network. Been a lot of places. I've been all around the world. Seen a lot of faces. Never know where I was on the horizon. So I'll be rising back home No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same drum No, we won't forget where we came from The city won't change us We beat to the same drum Don't forget where you belong Don't you know that I spend all my nights counting back? 
backwards the days till I'm home. to apologize for the previous 24 seconds.
Because 
The man who gave the Vitola at NCSY. I spun a drill like a thousand times, and I got some guilt so good. Now I'm flying high with all my friends at the Shabbat tone. Singers, we are so loud, everyone knows that it's on. Wish I could do this every day. And soon, Summer Cola and DJJ saying, What's your chapter? What's your region? While other people singing, Tis the season. We feeling warm while the weather gets colder, cause we get the presents eight times over. 613, it's a miracle. We like the candles and we celebrate in miracles. So, Hot Samaya, they read from NCSY. And 
Shemecha 
crowds will cheer when they see my face and the voice keeps saying this is where i'm meant to be i'll be there someday i can go the distance i will find my way if i can be strong i know I go the distance I'll be right where I Till I find my heroes welcome waiting in your your arms
And we are back for hour number two here on Bite Size, and it's time for Joanna Shepson's interview with Bonnie Holtzberg-Rosenbaum. The interview takes place at the Lone Soldier Center again today, Yom Azikaron, tomorrow Yom Atzmut, so uh, very fitting and uh, excited to hear from Joanna with Bonnie right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. So today I have the honor of interviewing Bonnie Holtzberg-Rosenbaum, and we're sitting in the Lone Soldier Center on Yafo Street in Jerusalem, um, named after Michael Levin. So Bonnie's going to tell us a little bit about the background of the Lone Soldier Center, and then also tell us how the listeners can get involved in uh, interacting and helping out with the soldiers. So hi, Bonnie. How are you? Hi. Thanks for having me. Sure. So tell us a little bit about what the Lone Soldier Center is and who Michael Levin was. Okay, so uh, Michael Levine was from Pennsylvania, and he served in San Khanim, uh, and he was serving in the Second Lebanon War when it broke out. He was actually back home, and uh, he did not have to uh, be in the Army at the time, but he just felt that he had the obligation to serve along with his fellow soldiers, and he requested to come back and... um, Unfortunately, within 24 hours of him coming back, he was already killed in battle. And um, there's a story that goes that after he was killed at his funeral, there were um, thousands of Israelis who were attending the funeral, and his family was were very confused. They had no idea who these people were, and they were sure that these people were here for another uh, funeral. But it turns out that these people came to pay respects to Michael. Well, also, I guess we should just tell the listeners what a lo- what is con- who is considered a lone soldier. Okay, so we have several different kinds of classifications of lone soldiers. Primarily, a lone soldier is a soldier who comes from a foreign country uh, outside of Israel who has decided to serve in the Israeli army. Um, a lot of people may feel that uh, lone soldiers come from the greater New York area or California. That is a misconception. We literally have soldiers from uh, Australia to South Africa to South America, all over the country uh, in the United States. I I just met parents who are visiting their daughter who uh, is from Missouri. So it's not just Teaneck uh, and the Upper West Side. It's it's uh, it's, it's Florida and everywhere in between. Um, also, we have the classification of lone soldiers from within Israel. Um, these are either kids who are uh, orphans, uh, which does happen, or kids at risk who are no longer with their family, or a, a population of lone soldiers who come from Haredi families who are no longer Haredi and really don't have connections with their families anymore. So when I walked in here this morning, I, I kind of thought to myself, it's a shame this is a radio interview. I wish I had smell-o-vision <laughs> because the place smells like amazing chocolate chip cookies. And I walk into the kitchen and I see there's a mom there, not a mom of any of these soldiers, but someone who's volunteering. So tell us a bit about what the volunteers do here for the soldiers. So we really try and make the soldiers feel that the center, um, which, getting back to one of your previous questions about Michael Levine, um, after he died, his his friends wanted to continue a vision that he had while he was alive. 
He felt that, you know, there's so many gaps that lone soldiers have. And I, I think one of the biggest gap he was feeling was the sense of um, no family around, uh, you know, a mom for a good cooked meal or a place to do your laundry. So after he was killed, his friends decided that in his memory, they were going to establish a center where these these things that we you could take for granted really mean so much to a soldier. So we have a, a kitchen where we um, try and welcome it's usually women, but we're open to men as well uh, or, or, or small groups where they could come in during the week and um, prepare lunch or bake cookies or do both. And we ask that they bring their smiles and a uh, sense of, uh, you know, really a, a sense of a, a way of giving back to these soldiers. And it, it really means so much to them when, like you said, you walk in and you smell the cookies going or you look in the kitchen and you see a big pot of soup made. And, and they realize that people took the time out, came here and, and cleaned the vegetables and you know, um, made the soup or made the pasta, and it, it it tastes so much better when it comes from our kitchen than a, a restaurant down the block. Yeah, we were speaking about that before, that you could have decided you were going to raise money and order catering and make sure that there are meals available all the time, but that's not the message. It's about warmth and love and a sense of being at home when you're here in the center. So what other centers do you have besides this one is at 51 Yafo? Right, we're at 51 Yafo. <clears throat> uh, we have another center in Tel Aviv, but besides the actual uh, physical centers where we provide the meals and we also have washing machines and dryers when... Um, uh, soldiers start getting off the bases on Thursday and they have their dirty laundry from the week. You know, they're they're more than welcome to come here, put their laundry in the machines and hang out with, you know, other soldiers, listen to some music or read a book. Actually, even get your hair cut. You know, we give haircuts here also <laughs> just to, you know, get them ready for the next week. Um, but we also have housing. We have in Arnona, we just opened about a year ago, a little bit more than that, a house in Arnona, which houses uh, 40 soldiers. We have another house in Mikor Chaim, which was uh, technically the first housing for female lone soldiers in the country. Um, we also just took over two more apartments around the corner from us on King George, where one of them uh, was set up uh, primarily to give over uh, emergency, emergency housing for about 48 hours. If a soldier finds that they really don't know where to put their head down for the night, we'll give them about two days to, you know, figure out things and uh, make sure that they're safe um, a until they uh, find more permanent housing. Um, so the Arnona House, which is nice, is another way uh, families who live here or um, are coming from the states, if they're interested in volunteering, if they're a larger group, we open up the Arnona House to families uh, who are interested in cooking a complete Shabbos for uh, our soldiers. We sometimes provide the ingredients or we ask families to bring bring them and uh, families have come and made everything from, you know, chicken and soup and kugel to salads and, and side dishes. And again, it, it's that sense that that Friday night when the soldiers sit down, they realize that it's 
somebody came, took the time out, and, and made them really, really good food. Um, so I know that through Fun in Jerusalem, very often I get a request. Um, people used to be able to go visit army bases. And now recently, in the last year or two, the army has stopped tours of the bases. Um, but yet a lot of the families coming in to visit, especially bar mitzvah families, mm-hmm. want to interact with the soldiers, want the, their kids to see the culture here, the, the army culture. And one of the things I often tell them is speak to the Lone Soldier Center. Um, they have a lot of different options for things you can do. I know people who have hosted barbecues where they've cooked the barbecue and been here to serve the soldiers. Right. Um, or now tell us a little bit about Shabbat meals also that people can sponsor. Uh, we have a lot of different options, um, and sometimes it's not even uh, the meals themselves, which I'll, I'll tell you about in a second, uh, but it's also things that the the center really needs to pr- continue providing services. You know, in order for us to have the food for people to cook, we needed a refrigerator. Prior to the one we had now, we had a refrigerator that literally, when you opened it, had no shelves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we, we were lucky enough to find a, a, a lovely girl from uh, Teaneck who was interested in her bat mitzvah project to take on the Lone Soldier Center. And her bat mitzvah project was to fundraise, and she was able to uh, raise enough funds to get us a brand new stunning refrigerator. And then she came to Israel with her family and we brought her and showed her a refrigerator. And that refrigerator has has saved us. That's beautiful, it, really nice. It, it was really nice. Uh, we had another community who also wanted to help. They themselves fundraised, they took it upon themselves and they got us two brand new washing machines and two brand new dryers. Those machines go all the time. Um, but food, yeah, um, barbecues, you know, you're more than welcome to come in and take it upon yourself that you want to host a barbecue. On a Friday, we could have 100 soldiers here, and the uh, bar mitzvah boy or the bat mitzvah girl comes in, and, and everybody welcomes them. We show them around the center, and we make them a banner, and, you know, we, we really make the bar and bat mitzvah um, boy, girl feel truly welcomed and you know, they get to interact with the soldiers we had one bar mitzvah boy who helped sponsor our thanksgiving barbecue which uh thanksgiving dinner which happens every year in tel aviv we have a thousand lone soldiers that family came they were incredible they were incredible the soldiers were dancing with them and singing we we, we had a whole they had a, a second bar mitzvah <laughs> here in israel which was probably nicer than the one he wound up having back in america the family was 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 floored with, with how well it, it went over i know also because we're getting ready now for yomatzmot in a couple of days you have a massive barbecue is it in Gansakar this year Absolutely. Once again, it's going to be in Gonsaka. We are expecting 1,000 loon soldiers. Uh, I have a lot of friends who come to help serve yeah. at that barbecue. <laughs> so so one of the nice things about here is in, in, internally within Israel, we really want to continue the, the feeling of the soldiers always having uh, homemade food. So everything that is served at the barbecue, besides the chicken and the meat, I'm talking about all the salads, all the potatoes, all the desserts, were homemade by the women this year of uh, Ramat Beit Shemesh and Beit Shemesh, and a small part from the women of Hashmanayim. Um, so we really interact uh, with Shabbat meals specifically. I have about 40 communities, a little bit over 40 communities throughout Israel, who are involved on a regular basis, 
who home cook um, meals for the soldiers. And I, I think at the last count, we are serving about 720 homemade meals a month to lone soldiers. That's unbelievable. And and it's growing and growing. It's, Every year it's growing. It, it's growing because four years ago it only started with once a month uh, 60 soldiers. So I think within four years we went from 60 soldiers a month to 720. We, we are, Incredible. Yeah. So I can tell you just as, because I know a lot of the people involved in volunteering that it's the volunteers that really make this organization flourish and and grow and the 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 as you were saying the the women in or the families in the different anglo communities who understand what it's like to have a lone soldier here without their family so for all of you listeners out there the next time you're you're planning your next trip to israel any time of the year send an email to lone soldier at fun in com. it comes straight to the lone soldier center let them know how many people you are what types of activities your kids enjoy how you can help the lone soldier center and it should definitely be on everyone's itinerary whatever time of year you come thank you so much bonnie thank you thanks for coming and and welcome to our center and uh, it was really a pleasure thank you this is a, such a meaningful thing to do and, and things to speak about and to share with all the listeners right before Yom Azikaron and Yom Atzmot. And the, the streets are all so exciting and you see soldiers everywhere and to be able to help them is really incredible. So thank you so much. And now back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Joanna. And thank you, Bonnie. Uh, now is a good time, if you haven't yet done so, to follow Joanna Shepson on Facebook, Fun in Jerusalem or funinjerusalem.com. Usually we, uh, you know, we tell you to visit because... I mean, the truth is there are people probably still going over to Israel with, uh, I mean, Yom moves already tomorrow, but um, over Shavuos maybe. And then the summer, you definitely have to contact her. But for today, I, I want you to, to follow her, you know, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Fun in Jerusalem, because, I mean, she already has some great stuff with Yom Azikaron and, and from even, you know, check out the Pesach stuff. But Yom Atzmut is also a fantastic time. I mean, Jerusalem's going to be hopping. It's already hopping tonight. Tomorrow, we'll certainly be hopping. So, fun in Jerusalem. Check her out on social media, and I'm sure you will not be disappointed. We have plenty more coming up here. More acapella music, and then Miriam L. Wallach joins us towards the end of the show. And like I said, more music right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shir <laughs> Israel. <laughs> Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem Tzilcha, Al Yad Yeminecha. Yomam Hashemesh, Lo Yakeka, Ve'areach Balayla. Hashem Yishmorcha Mikol Ra, Yishmor Et Nafshecha. Hashem Yishmor Tzetcha Uvoecha, Me'ata Ve'ad Olam. Ooh, 
Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem Tzilcha, Al Yad Yeminecha. Yomam Hashemesh, Lo Yekeka, Ve'yareach Balayla, Hashem Yishmorcha Mikorra, Yishmor Et Nafshecha, Hashem Yishmor Tzedcha Uvoecha, Me'ata Ve'ad Olam. Hashem Shomrecha, Hashem Tzilcha, Al Yad Yeminecha. Yomam Hashemesh, Lo Yakeka, Ve'yareach Balayla. Hashem Yishmorcha Mikol Ra, Yishmor Et Nafshecha. Hashem Yishmor Tzedcha Uvoecha, Ve'ata Ve'ad Olam. Hashem ishmor tzedcha uvoecha Me'ata ve'ad olam I had a dream so big and loud I jumped so high I touched the clouds Whoa, whoa Yeah I had a dream so big and loud I jumped so high I touched the clouds I stretched my hands up to the sky We danced with monsters through the night No limits, just epiphanies Whoa-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh-oh
אנו מכריזים בזאת על הקמת מדינה יהודית בארץ ישראל. היא מדינת ישראל.
Back here on Bite Size for the final segment with Miriam L. Wall. To my left, good morning, Miriam. Good morning, Yoni. And you're still enjoying this weather, right? Uh, not only, sorry, but not only am I enjoying this weather, but I actually cheered a little bit when I heard the weather report that said it was going to be cold all week. I was like, yay! You should like bottle this air <laughs> this and is, like keep it with you this for is, the summer. Yeah, this sounds, actually, this sounds a little bit fuzzy. Can you make this a little louder for me? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm a little tired, so that's also part of it. Uh, oh my. Okay, there I am. Yes. Wow, it's much louder now. This well, you is asked for it. So. I know. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, the 50s, like, like just below 50 into the 40s There's is like my spot. go-to. Yeah, it's my go-to. It's like my happy place. Yeah, I saw someone on Instagram that I follow that was uh, walking around and they were like, yeah, this is like, oh, it's nice outside. Yes. And the, it was like 42. I was like, what? Yeah. Yesterday like, I was like, crazy. Boots and sweaters. That's my go-to. I don't like to sweat in a t-shirt. That is not fun and it's not okay. This weather makes me happy. All right. Well, let's see if Thank our you. topic today makes you happy. Today's topic. It's not your yeah, It okay. is not, but, well, I really don't have any appropriate segue for that. Um, right. Sorry. Today's that derail you there? No, 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 not okay, at all. Okay. okay, so we are going to be. It's something I actually. You follow Tasty on Facebook? I follow. I have the app. You have. There's an. Okay. Oh, news one to second. Me. One second. Let me just make sure I'm talking about the right thing. Tasty but, with the online recipes yeah, and videos. Yeah, that yeah. Rummy's into. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have the so app. So they posted something last week. I was actually going to bring it up last week, and then we were talking oh, no. about. Oh no! Do I have to make it? It's uh, just a stunt. No, no, no. Okay. It, it was actually an article from BuzzFeed, and it's the title is "We Asked Experts Whether Washing Raw Chicken Was Legit or Useless." Oh well, we've heard this. Who was it? Naomi? Was it Naomi who said? Somebody said. Maybe it was ZK recording Naomi. Somebody said that they had that Naomi had somebody on the show who off camera said that you do not have to wash poultry before you cook it. And what has been your practice for years? Are you kidding me? I'd scrub that thing if God let me. Yeah. You do wash it. Sure. So they I read this article and they're saying um so they asked the audience, right? They had over 280,000 people vote. Do you wash your raw chicken before cooking it? 64% said no, 36% said yes. That's 102,000 people that said yes. And in this article, it basically says that you're doing absolutely nothing by washing it. Really? Now, they said some people just wash it because there's like a little slime on yeah. it, but it does nothing in- bacterially. Really? If that's a word. It does absolutely nothing. And they Mind say it going. actually Boom. can make things worse. Why? Are you because spreading you may the bacteria? spread potential bacteria in the poultry juices to other foods, utensils, and surfaces that you're better off not washing it. I mean, I've always, wa- Ugh, whatever, whatever that means, how much chicken I've made. Right, uh, yeah. In your, always, in your culinary uh, career. Exactly. I've <laughs> always washed my chicken. And like I think about, okay, the next time I open up chicken, how am I not going to wash it? Like no. because of that slime or whatever. But I'm going to have to not start. And I think yeah, that person, now that they actually vaguely do remember that, I think they might have said something about it also takes away from the flavor a bit. Now, if you're cutting off skins, by the way, I feel like it, you might then be able to wash it because then you i don't know i don't know but i tell you i can't imagine not okay so what are other kitchen myths out there that a lot of people do that either you shouldn't okay i don't know if they're myths but how about do's and don'ts okay okay uh do not throw away the stalk of the broccoli it is not garbage you need to peel the stalk of the broccoli underneath the outer layer of a stalk of broccoli yeah um is very tender broccoli and very flavorful stalk is that same thing with cauliflower Cauliflower does not have to be peeled. Cauliflower, no, but like the the bottom of the cauliflower, the stem. Yeah. Well, the stem is this. The stem has purposes, but sometimes you just get you get rid of it simply because it's like in the way. Right. But, but you could eat that. Yeah, sure. 
Okay. 100%. And probably trimming it, you know, trimming it back a little bit so that the outer layer is not as coarse or rough Mm -hmm. is even better, but it's still not the thick skin that you have on broccoli. And I'm using skin, obviously, in quotation marks. Yeah. But broccoli, if you peel off the outer layer of broccoli... Um, it's See, com- I don't know what that means. I, you Do you want to go get broccoli? Buy, if you buy a bro- head of broccoli, is yes, that what they're called? Yes. They're, no. they're similar to cauliflower, are they not? Well, the, st- the stalks Wouldn't of broccoli- Wouldn't you cut it the exact same way? No. Stalks of broccoli are-, are a, a head of broccoli has a stalk. Yes. Like cauliflower, like, no? No. Cauliflower doesn't come like with a handle. Oh, it goes that far <laughs> down. I don't yeah. think I've ever- Have like, you ever bought broccoli? I buy it in a bag. Let's go right now. Bag, Fine fair. Bag right broccoli. Now. Let's go buy right now. Steamed bag broccoli. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to take a- Tell me about broccolini. No, I want to take a picture of you holding broccoli, and holding then we're going to post it. We're going to post it at the end of the show. I'm going to go out, and sometime later today, you and broccoli are going to take a selfie. I don't know if broccoli and I have that relationship. I don't think we want to be public. That's disturbing. You yeah. should have that relationship. Uh, so there you go. So that's number okay. one. There you go. You know that. Right. Yeah. And people throw it out, and it makes me nuts, because it's just totally edible. You just have to peel it. People hmm. don't know that you can peel it. And if you're peeling it with a knife- I didn't know broccoli could be peeled. So. Right. If you're peeling it with a knife, um, that sounds dangerous. Right, which I don't recommend you doing. What do you, you use should, a peeler? You should stick with the peeler. I should get a peeler. You should. My I have, I have an extra peeler here for you. Yeah, you do. I do actually. <laughs> I do. I'll give it to you. I, I feel peeler. like you'd have a peeler in your purse, you know, just in case you need a peeler. I have chopsticks in my purse, mm, Pollock. Not a peeler. You never know when you're going to need it. But oh, here's a good uh, other, another good life hack, kitchen hack. Two other good uses for chopsticks. Number okay. one, stirring pasta while it's cooking. Okay. Yeah. Right? And number two, coffee stirs. Okay. Yeah. Why Fine. need why dirty another right. spoon? Boom. Hmm. One chopstick. Done. Stir it. Okay. Yeah. Chopsticks are great. Um other what else, yeah. well, are you kidding me? How much time do we have left in the show? Oh I'll tell her from me. Okay. Yeah. You'll tell her from me. Okay. Um <laughs> from me and I have a relationship. We could you, you know, you know uh, by the way sometimes I take fun time from Time from him, he takes time from me, you know. Yeah, well, he's also, you know, he intimidates me about the whole time, <laughs> I think. Um, okay, so what else can I tell you about things to do in the kitchen? Do you know? Should I have prepped you on this topic? No, but no. I like putting you on the spot with these it's things. totally usually. fine. There are, uh, toaster ovens. You know you should unplug a toaster oven immediately after you're done using it? <laughs> so I've learned. Um, okay, I don't want to know yeah. how or why you've learned. That's actually nerve-wracking. But um, do you know why? safety yeah because it continues to pull power from the wall even after it's plugged in there are certain appliances including by the way phone chargers oh you mean like even if the toaster oven's off after you've done using the toaster oven okay and i turn it off i should still unplug it correct there you go because it continues to draw um draw draw electricity out of like like what else like phone chargers. After you're done charging your phone, unplug the charger. It's called phantom charging or phantom something. But those things, continue, they don't know that there's nothing at the other end. Laptop so, charger? Laptop charger also. You would think by now these chargers would be like smart chargers. You'd also think now that my phone would stop dying after 45 minutes. But yet here we are, Pollock. So is that why on um, extension cords from out from... Uh, from outlets when you get like a uh, power strips yeah that they have the button uh that's, because i would assume it would be well also because i think it's easier like if you have pop 
probably, but I think it's also easier. No, that probably has nothing to do with it, actually, when I'm going through the whole thing in my head. No, I think that's because a lot of times when people plug in things to a power strip, they yeah. all go on and off at the same time. So it's easier that's just to have one kill switch. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, what other interesting... Oh, here's another interesting little thing, which actually I taught somebody over Yentif. When you're throwing out grease, like you fried chicken and you have leftover oil in the pan or... Drink it. Or okay, um, you got to get rid of it somehow. Not ingesting it <laughs> is what you just suggested is ingesting it. But you got to get rid of it sometime. You do not pour it down the sink. Do you know why? Because then it does something to your pipes. Correct. I don't know what, but it probably it congeals and therefore it clogs your pipes. Because what happens when fat cools? It turns, hardens. Yeah. Correct. So you do not want that on the inside of your pipes. That you have clogged pipes. So do you know what I do? I have a Tupperware. Throw it in a soup. Nope. I have a uh, a Gladware container in my freezer, and I just pour it into that, and then I freeze it, and I throw it out frozen. Isn't that grease good for something? Certain greases are good for something. Certain things are very flavorful. Right. Right. So if I'm frying onions, I'm not throwing that oil out. Shoot, that's good for you know salad dressings and whatever else. But if I'm frying chicken and not... You know, and I or when I don't have a use for that grease left, I will put it in the container. I freeze it, and then I throw the thing out frozen. Same thing, by the way, with leftover gravy. Leftover gravy is the exact same thing because all the fat goes to yeah, the top, yeah, yeah. so it still sticks to the pipes. Now, you as a Who renter, has leftover gravy. Okay, you shush. You as a renter yeah. don't really care because oh, something. Come on, I should be uh, nice. You to should. My, uh... Whatever, it doesn't matter. But if you're a homeowner, or if you're in a committed relationship with your, you know, place of residence, right. Freeze it, throw it out. I also do that in Ziplocs. Extra gravy or whatever, throw it out in a Ziploc. Freeze it. You got to freeze it. I actually saw something on Tasty, I think it was, that leftover, like, vegetable scraps are good for, like, you, for chicken soups or whatever sure. for like broth afterwards of course even though they seem so useless right but they're not it. they have a tremendous amount of flavor but you can also compost in your backyard there pollock in what backyard in the city do you I ever tell you what happened with I that i have an alleyway my my second eldest child yeah. went through a terrible wonderful stage that she wanted like she was constantly gardening. mostly the former right constantly gardening okay and she would take all my kitchen scraps. Which was relatively recently, no? Two years ago. Oh, so not relatively Whatever, recently. Whatever, it's all relative. There you go. So she took all. She used to take all my scraps and then compost and then mm-hmm. put them in my backyard. Except one time she was not paying attention. There were just a couple of seeds in there. We turned around. There were like 60 butternut squash plants in my backyard. And then she was going, and I was so annoyed. And she was, Why? because she was Did going. Did you bring it here? Because she was going to Israel for the summer. Mm. So what did she do? God bless her. She should live and be well. She made me a calendar of how I'm supposed to tend her garden on every single day <laughs> and what I'm supposed to do literally for the times that she was going to be in Israel, what I'm supposed to do every single day. And I said to her, child, Is I'm- it not just watering the plants? No. There's more? Yes. Hmm. That's why and I don't it was, do it. It was detailed and it had tools. Did and you do it? I looked at her and I said, child, I'm happy you and your siblings are fed. That's where I draw the line. We do not have pets and I do not take care of gardens. So this is not going to happen. Anyway, so I left it alone. Mm-hmm. She came back from Israel. I mean, it was a swamp of butternut squashes back there. You could not walk. The the the, the vines were were literally like a foot deep. We had 60 butternut squash that year. What is, so? Soup? And they were enormous. Did you make soup? I'm, there was nothing I didn't make. You want to talk about a person who was looking for butternut squash recipes for a while? I was freezing it. I was cubing it and freezing it because I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Suffice Funny. it to say, many people are now sick of butternut squash soup at the Wild Castle. <laughs> I always have trouble trying to figure out one of dishes, butternut squash or sweet potato. Okay. This is disturbing. 
Is it? It is. They're not. I mean, I like both, so I don't really they're care. Not, but... And they taste different, and their texture. No, they different. taste different, but they, they could look the same. Like in a pie. Do people make sweet potato pies? No. Yes, sweet potato pies. Yes, butternut squash pie. Yeah, different, different. They With, like look the different. cinnamon. Okay, they, they're the same. Uh, they're not the same. Do they're you want more life hacks, or we're out of time? Um, one more. Um, if you freeze an onion, a whole onion for about <laughs> five to seven minutes, peeled but, or unpeeled, hold. Whole, 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 whole. The, like straight from the store. Straight from the store. Put it in the freezer for five to seven minutes before you have to peel it. It will not make you cry. No way. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like crying. You just thought, while I'm like you tearing. Just like you with this knew news. everything about me. Wow, that's I one know. of my biggest issues. Yeah, just put it in the freezer. <sighs> my mother swears that wearing contact lenses prevents her from crying. Also, but I'm not putting on contact lenses just to peel onions. But well, I probably will- goggles also. Um, that I do have a picture. I do have a picture of my youngest child with goggles on and gloves, and she walked over. Do you think there's a market for onion goggles? No. If I just do, you want to see my job here? I'm gonna find this picture for you now. An onion goggle. Now I'm gonna find this picture for you because she, I was peeling onions, and I told her she couldn't help me, and she came over with goggles and gloves on and told me she was ready, and I was like, "Yep, that." I try everything. I just freeze it for five to seven minutes. Yeah. I'm showing Yoni the pictures. It's not amazing. Yeah. yeah and also, <laughs> right. Like the whole she, face. <laughs> the whole thing. And her t-shirt has like science elements uh, on it. It has chemistry elements. Funny. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. She does look like she's just missing the biohazard suit yeah. while she's holding her onion, but whatever. Um, yeah, five to seven minutes. Done. I'm excited. Yeah. I got to find some dish to make with onions. This One week. more other onion hack. Go. Okay. Oh, more are, onion hacks. Yeah, are you a red onion fan? No. No, because. Nor raw onion fan. I only like them grilled, fried. Because they're too sharp? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I never liked... Whenever I see a salad with raw onions, I'm like... Uh-huh. Right. Because why? Because it's too sharp and then it gives you... Well, it gives me heartburn. It makes your breath smell and whatever else. Yeah, I just But there's still yeah. a sweetness to a red onion that can be enjoyable. Is there? Agreed? Like in holes? Isn't that... Doesn't that zero eat the onions? Yes. Oh, wow. What a segue. Nice. Um, yeah. Anyway, if you slice red onion and then you stick it in uh, in an ice water bath... For about 10 minutes, it takes out all, 15 minutes, it takes out all the sharpness of it and just gives it the, the sweet onion. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I'm here That's for useless and information. And then what would you, you would eat it plain? You would. Well, I'm still not eating an onion without it being in something, dude. Sliced onion. You want to put it on a bagel Can with you your locks? Can you fry or grill red onions? Sure. Yeah. Of course. My God. Grilled red onions are amazing. Make sure to um, to do them in half moons and keep the stem yeah, in, stem intact. This way the bulb does not fall apart. Okay. Did yeah, you understand right, yeah, anything yeah. I just said? Next time I trap, I'm only going to bring red onions. Can I just tell you, your traveling went so much better when I gave you spices. That's true. This way, when you grilled, your food had flavor. Mm, I'm going to grill red onions. You should grill red onions. I'm going to be a chef on this trip. And they're Do, gonna... You're going away? Oh, I don't know. Oh. I mean, at some point in my life. Okay, that's good. Do you want more more life tips in the kitchen, or do you think we're done? Rami's gonna I think us? that's done. Yeah, Rami's like, all right. Hello, all right, easiest. Time for my show. Okay, but now you know the easiest way to make mashed potatoes is. I hope Rami's listening. Hello, yeah. easiest way to make mashed potatoes. Uh, take potatoes and mash them. No, take potatoes and put them in the steamer mini bags. Potatoes. The mini in the steamer bags, right? Like we uh-huh. did. Hello, right? And then just mush it up. And they add a little olive oil, salt, and pepper. You never touch it. That was delish, honestly. Thank you. That was delish. Oh, nice. All right. I see. I told you you'd like this topic. Yes, thank you. No, I gotta think of something for next week. It's always it's always the toughest part of prepping for the show. Trying what? to think of a random topic. That no, because be you and about. I can talk about dirt. That's Doesn't true. really matter. Dirt. By the way, um, <laughs> yeah, not really wanting to talk about dirt, but you know what I mean. Chag Yom Hatzmaut Sameach in advance of tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's gonna be fun. It, if, tomorrow's gonna be exhausting. Um, but tomorrow's a lot gonna of be adjectives. Fun. A lot of stuff. Yeah, positive. Yeah, tomorrow uh, is gonna be great. 
looking forward to it and i hope everyone tunes in we'll be doing some facebook live right um we are totally i'm doing sure some at some facebook point live. it's gonna be a uh the studio is gonna look a little different tomorrow oh my gosh we have to buy the flags yeah we gotta do a lot of things Upsy daisies gonna make today kind of busy too but right all worth it right. all right Miriam. no it's gonna be great thank you yoni for including me and p that's no problem all right talk to you soon all right have a good one and thank you all for tuning in for the last two hours here with me of Rummy's Live Lunch coming up in just a few seconds, I suppose. <sighs> I'd like to wish you all a fantastic day. Yom Atzmut, Sameach tomorrow. And remind you that the bite size is always, always, always the right size. <laughs>